Welcome to the What the Hell Happened to Shadowbinders podcast. That's right, a lot of our uh, regular readers and listeners are probably wondering where we went the last few months. We're not dead. We're not dead. and Some uh, people will be sad. Some people will be sad that we're not dead. So we're going to address that and just talk about some of the things that have been happening to us in 2014, good things and bad things, and uh, what we have to look forward to in 2015. So stick around. Welcome back to the Shadowbinders podcast. As always, I am your host, Tom Pratt. I draw Shadowbinders, and with me is my wife, Cambria Pratt. Hello. She writes Shadowbinders. So we're going to talk about Shadowbinders. Shadowbinders. Shadowbinders in 2014, and uh, everything that's sort of been happening with us. People have been wondering uh, where we went. We went on hiatus for a few months. Yeah. And, um, you know, our update schedule has been very erratic. and It's and been very interesting. It's been a very long, strange uh, year for us. So where where do we even start with this? Let's start at the very beginning. I hear it's a very good place to start. That's my time warp. Okay. You can't see my fingers moving, but I'm doing the time warp again. You're just dating yourself. I am. Oh. Well, that's about time warp. I was saying more because that's like Wayne's World. Oh, that's that is Wayne's World. Okay. All right. Uh, so okay, Let's start at the beginning. What January, February? Well, in February we were taking pictures of Winston with Phil mm-hmm. because we were getting ready to do the book two book Kickstarter, two Kickstarter, which we launched on Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. It ended in March. Beginning because March. Groundhog Day is special because we're from Punxsutawney. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's special. Well, it depends on who you talk to. <laughs> Usually for people who live in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, hiding in your house on February 2nd. It's about, to be. yeah. Yeah, I, we don't do the Groundhog Day thing. It's absolutely crazy, so. I've done it. I haven't done it in years, but yeah. Yeah, so. Used to be, sorry, it was, it used to be there was a field and like a couple hundred people would show up. Now it's, you have to take buses and. Oh, it's crazy. It's nuts. Anyway. It's like the one, the one day a year that something actually happens around here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so that happened. We had our Kickstarter. It went well. Um, and, unfortunately, we're running late on yeah, delivering which the I goods, hate because I'm I one of those people that have 10 minutes early for everything because I can't stand being late. Yeah, that's so right. it's driving me very nuts. I know. I think it's because everything else went to hell in a handbasket not long after yeah. the Kickstarter. So, um, but yes, for those of you who are listening, who have backed the books are They are coming. coming. They are coming. They They're are just, being worked on. It's all good. It's coming. It's just, it, it went a lot slower than we were hoping. Well, the chapter went a lot longer than we thought, too. Yeah, that was, that was the first thing. Chapter 10, which, you know, and this is a, a lesson learned for us. We actually solicited the books before we had the chapter finished. And we were estimating like 20, 25 pages. Actually wound up being like 45 pages. Really? Did you add that many on? Yeah. It was, it ran a lot longer than we expected. it. Oh, bonus pages for them. Well, that's the good, the upside is, yeah, there's more pages. Um, And downsides, it took a lot longer to get that done. So that sort of was like the first hurdle we had. Well, then then you had the ducks. Then I wound up with, uh, yeah, I wound up with a bunch of freelance work this year. Um which 
it was very a lot of it was very short notice, unfortunately. But yeah. Uh, so I had a That's lot a of nice way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a lot of, uh, I was doing a lot of work on the, uh, the Don Rosa books for Fanagraphics, which, uh, was a huge deal for me because I, I love the duck stories. I've always loved the duck stories. You got to ink. I did. I actually got to re-ink some of Don's work, which was pretty amazing. Uh, and I got to re-letter some of his stuff too. Mm-hmm. So that, that was completely unexpected. Um, so I was working on the first two books. Yeah, the third one you started to work on, but you didn't have enough time. I had to decline to work on the third book. You did some. I did, like, one story, because, uh, Shadowbinders. <laughs> because we need to get Shadowbinders back on track. Well, let's, let's go That's, back up a little bit. Let's back up a so little bit. So, what happened was, Tom got laid off from his job last year. Right. And... We needed to find a new one this year, and he found one with a better title and is a bigger deal, however. However, it's it's like almost three hours from here. So I spent a lot of this year, uh, we're trying to find, you know, get our bearings, and I, I finally did find a, a good position. It's just, yeah, it's like three hours from here, which the commute, I mean, I don't go back and forth every day, but it's like every other day. And the commute has definitely cut into comics making time, you know, and that just... Which is another reason the book's pushed back some. Yeah, because all the time I normally would be working on the book, I'm probably driving in my car or working the day job, Mm -hmm. you know. So it's not like I just go to work my eight hours and come home. It's like I go to work my eight hours and hop in the car for another (laughs) two or three hours every other day. So all those evenings are... We'll have to evening. mention it's like half an hour from where you stay too. Yeah, so it's it's there's there's a lot more driving. My the job I had previously was literally like five minutes from right. my house, and I'd even come home at lunch and do stuff. I mean, the plus side is he got a better title and a higher up position. Yay! Yeah, that's the, the good side. Is it's far away. Yeah, so that is you know basically that was that was like the second. <laughs> wrench that, we had thrown yeah. into things. Not that we're complaining. I mean, but it's, but that's why it's a little slower. But we have hired help. We have hired help. We have a colorist. Uh, For who, any of you who have sent in applications, thank you. Yeah, we we had hundreds. I think there were a lot. There were a lot of people. We we put a, a kind of a casting call out about a month, month and a half ago, I remember. Uh, looking ago. looking for open submissions uh, to color shadowbinders because coloring, frankly, takes me almost as long as drawing. So, Actually, I think it takes you longer. It does take me longer because I do a lot of shading and highlighting and junk. So, so we put the word out that we were looking for a colorist, and we had like a ridiculous amount of applicants. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel bad because it was like, you know, I, I couldn't respond to everybody personally and tell them, you know, I know <laughs> that we found because there's just so many. But we found um, one application. Uh, stood out heads and shoulders above it everyone just, else. It, well, it wasn't because necessarily it, it it mimicked. She mimicked your style. I mean, it was very similar to what. Yeah, you Yeah, it was very similar to. And what we've been a lot doing. of people were really good, and they'd be great for like a Marvel book. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't going to work with what we do. Hers was perfect for what we do. Yeah. So as of last month, Brittany Pier is mm-hmm. our. Colorist. She's very good. And she's very good. So if you've checked out the first uh, couple pages of, of Chapter 11, uh, she's been coloring those. And um, I think she's been doing a great job, and I think she adds a lot to the work. 
Um, so we're hoping to continue to use her services. Yeah, so we have her that. We added that. So we're hoping that in 2015 we can get pages back up. We'll mm-hmm. go into what we're hoping for next year here in a minute. Yeah. But back to this year. Um, so when all the other stuff was going on, what people don't know is for the past two years now. Two two years? It's been, maybe it's longer than that. Yeah, okay. two years. So are we, are we talking about? Publishing is that what we're talking about now? Are we allowed to talk about that? I, I don't know. For I guess we're allowed to talk about uh, the the long and, and, and short of it is for the last two years now we've been seeking professional representation to try right. to take our stuff to uh, the mainstream. Well, because we're from a print background, anyway. we are. Yeah, I, I we actually it, it's weird in the fact that we worked on print books, print comics before we worked on the web comic. The web comic was sort of a you know, hey, we're not doing comics right now, professional comics right because now. A lot of people, so, I think, do web comics hoping to get to work on print comics. Right. And we I actually, don't mean that in an arrogant kind of way. No, no, no. Not, not I mean, at all. Kind not of at all. Backwards. We do yeah, we did backwards. backwards. I mean, I actually, you know, colored Disney comics for like how many years before Shadow? Oh, like no, five I worked or six. with you. Yeah, Tristan was little. So. Yeah, probably five or six years before we did Shadowbinders, we're working on Disney books. So. Um, you used to do comic comics before that, so yeah. So I probably was actually getting paid for comics for about ten years, I think. Before yeah, a lot of people I think think we're new. We it's funny because they're like, oh, well, Shadowbinders only been around for a couple of years, so you guys are new. And it's like, no, we are not new. No, <laughs> we've been around <laughs> a long time. I've been around the block a few times. Um, we're just in a different block. Yeah. So anyway, oh, yeah, we've been trying to to get our stuff in the mainstream. And so we did sign with literary agency mm-hmm. this year, a reputable agency. And it took about two years. two years to actually find representation. I mean, it's a long, slow process for most people. Um, but there's a bunch of stuff going on that unfortunately we can't, can't really talk no, about. No, we can't yet. talk about it. And you know, I mean, we don't know whether it's going to lead no. to something or not because publishing is very slow. Yeah, it's very you slow. You think print <laughs> comics are slow, and print comics are slow. Publishing is slower. Yeah, if we're talking about the mainstream publishers, we're not talking about Marvel and DC and, and that sort. We're talking about like your, um, you know, the ones you see. In the trade, yeah, the trade publishers in in bookstores. Those those folks, it, it just it moves at a glacial pace compared mm. to uh, print comics. You know, Meaning, diamond and yeah, that sort of that thing. Kind of thing. The, the the direct market, and definitely you know, compared to web comics, where web comics you can literally draw something one day in 15 minutes, throw it on the internet and, you know, work on building an audience. So it's it's hard for us because we're used to, you have to move, 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 move. And then it's. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's not, there's, there's movement, but it's, it's definitely, it's a more calculated, you know, it's just just a different world. Yeah. It's a different world and it's, it's going to take some getting used to, but, um, so that was one of the good things anyway, I think that happened in 2014. Uh, for us, so we just don't talk about stuff. We don't talk about stuff. It, There's other things going on that we can't talk about related to shadow binders and yeah, some other some other projects. And see, so we did um, try some different conventions this year. I yeah. mean, we're not really. I'm sort of on the fence about conventions. I think. Um, well, first of all, I do not think cosplayers are killing conventions. No, not at all. Actually, I think they're bringing another audience to cons i think it kind of my favorite conventions are the anime conventions and mm-hmm. it's mostly cosplayers so i mean i like it but um 
I don't. I do agree that when they stop in front of your table, that could be an issue. But other than that, you know. Yeah, my my thing is like, look, it's a different audience. They're there. They are there to buy. They're just not interested in someone's you know pinup art from 1975. I well, mean, just because they're not. Yeah, I know. Buying that sort of thing doesn't mean that they're that they're not anything. buying. But we'll we'll talk about that in the next podcast we're doing, which was about fun geeky stuff for 2014. Right, right. Because well, that was a top a hot topic. But um. Yeah, so we did some other conventions this year. Um, we did Setsucon. We did do Setsucon. That's a uh, uh, an anime convention in, say, College, Pennsylvania. In I think January. we did. And that, if you can go, up. go. It's fun. Yeah, we did a write up. We did a write up on that. Yeah, on, it was kind. Of, it was pretty fun. We're not doing it this year as guests. You know, I might take Tristan over. I'm not sure. And then um, we did, you know, Sci-Fi Valley Con, which was fun, and we did mm-hmm. some craft shows. And one thing Tom did. That was different. Was we split up? We did split up. That not was... not permanently. Don't worry. No. <laughs> That's why Shadowbinders. I've no had more. a flipping heart attack because I had to run Sci Fi Valley Con and the beginning of another big convention we do. It's a local show mm-hmm. by myself. My mom thankfully helped. Yeah. But um, I've had coronary because it was so much work. But Tom went to the ALA. Yeah, that's the the American Library Association uh, trade show, uh, which they have the the big show is the annual convention. They do it in a different city every year. It mm-hmm. never stays in the same city. And then they have a winter show, which is about half the size, I guess. But I went to the Vegas uh, show, and it was the same week that Cam was doing these other conventions. So that was kind of interesting. What was interesting was somebody kept forgetting that our time zone differential was large. And would decide to call it 1 a.m. Sorry. When I had to get up at like 6 a.m. to get to the show in Altoona. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot about that three-hour time difference. It Um, was not fun. I don't think I slept almost the whole time you were gone. No. Uh, Sorry. But But ALA, go ahead. No, ALA, it's it's definitely – I mean, I know we've had some people ask us about ALA for comics. And – I mean, I'm going to be completely honest here. I, I, For most people, I don't think it's going to be a very good show. I mean, to go. If you're going to ALA with the intention of, hey, I'm going to take my self-published books mm-hmm. and I'm going to get them into libraries, sweetheart, we've got to have a talk. Because yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, that. it's not, it's not that easy um, because you need to understand how libraries buy books. Yes, and, and we didn't. No, we didn't, and we thought, we well, we've got that openly. Yeah, we've got an Isbin number. We've had a lot of really good feedback from librarians about the book, and we actually have our book in libraries. Mm-hmm. And we thought, okay, well, we'll go out to ALA, and um, you know, it's going to be. And we had a fantastic display. It had oh, we had video. We had the whole. It was. Yeah, my and my I'm, son would say it was swag. Yeah, my uncle, you know, I'm, I'm lucky in fact he owns a sign shop. Yeah, and he does a lot of display stuff, so mm-hmm. that's where most of our uh, display items come from. If you ever see, let's say, cons, you know, our banners and stuff like that come from my uncle's place. So, uh, but anyway, we had a nice, you know, setup, and people were definitely interested and had a lot of good conversations. But the thing with librarians is. One, they're they're probably not buying the books to take with them because they're flying in. Yes. So they can't take a lot of books with them. And two, they're not really authorized unless they're buying a copy for themselves. Right. They're not authorized to buy the book. They actually have to generate a purchase order. You have to have your book in a distribution center, an authorized distribution center. something that they can buy. Like even Amazon. Like I would think that the librarians buy from Amazon. And they're telling me they really don't buy from Amazon very much. They buy from like Baker & Taylor 
or you know Diamond Book Distribution or one of those. Which we could have done Diamond, but we didn't. We could have done. We already Diamond. know we could have done that, but. Um, but yeah, so if you're thinking, I'm going to go, I'm going to move books to libraries, well, if the librarians want to buy it for themselves, which lots did, mm-hmm. uh, that's okay, but they can't actually buy them for their libraries. No, what, the, what they'll do, yes, and in, in, as I understand, is they'll, they'll buy, they'll put an order in for like 100 graphic novels, and they'll just pick them out of the catalog, mm-hmm. you know. So, unless you're with, you know, unless you're in that, that system, it's just your your independent book is probably not going to get picked no. up. And but it's that, sad because a lot of the librarians went nuts for uh, Crimson Run, especially. Yeah, the non-existent graphic novel. Yes. Um, and they're like, when can we buy this? It's like, well, I don't know, 2020 maybe? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> they just took it as a promotional. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was that was definitely a learning experience uh, for us. But, you know, I, I didn't go out there to move books. I just know we've had people ask, you know, about taking their independent books to a library show like that. And, and like I said, unless you have that distribution set well, up. I think you, people are on the impression, too, that if you go out to that show, you get picked up by a publisher. And publishers. And that's not how it works. No, either. you may make the some. Publishers aren't even in their booths half the time. No, like like the agency we signed with. I mean, this was this was set in motion long before right. the library association. And it just, you know, um, so that wasn't that wasn't really the issue. I mean, yeah, you get to meet some editors or publishers out there. But for the most part, everybody's too busy yeah. to really sit down. You had to go try to talk to people and they were never there. No, it was fun. Yeah, I actually made the rounds. It, I mean, these are people that even some of the people I knew mm-hmm. and they just weren't available. You know, yeah. and, um, you know, so it's, it's a different, uh, I mean, as far as it, like, don't go expecting a comic book convention because it's not, this is a, this is a, a professional, a, this is a professional trade show. Yes. Most of the folks, even in artist alley were dressed well. I mean, I know I had a shirt and tie on, yeah, but that's not unusual for you. You'll see Tom at most conventions. He's wearing like a button up shirt or a polo shirt. And cause that's what he's most comfortable. Cause in. I'm a dork. Uh, I'm an old dork. No, actually, I, I would say most of the people there were dressed much better than. I mean, they're not wearing their black t-shirts and crap. Not you that know, there's anything wrong with black t-shirts. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's it's, it's a different audience. This is a different audience so you're dealing you with. Go to ALA, be prepared for that. Yeah, be prepared, dress well. I mean, you don't have to get out the wingtips or anything, but you know, dress professionally um, and realize that you're dealing with a different audience. And a lot of the librarians, even you know, they may know of graphic novels, but they're not really well-versed in comics. Mm-hmm. So, but the exciting, couple exciting things, one, someone from dark horse you talked to already knew who we were. Yeah, that was interesting. I, I talked to an editor. You from, weren't even talking to her about it. No, I, I went to an event and there was an editor from dark horse and, and you yeah, did. she actually knew. Yeah. You didn't even know she was from dark horse. I didn't know she's from dark horse. And I was talking to her for like 20 minutes and, and she actually knew who we were, which was kind of exciting. Cause again, you don't know when you put your stuff out there, like how far, it actually goes. Yeah. That's like the guy that you worked with when you were at the other company. He was on the airplane, the one sales guy. He came back and he was all excited because he was on an airplane and he was sitting next to some guy and they were talking about comics. Mm. And it turned out he was a, what is he, like an, an editor from a major, one of the major comic companies. He was, I'm not yeah, going to say was, who, he was an one. Editor, yeah, he was an editor from one of the, the, the comics. One of the bigger ones. And enough that, we'll just say it's one that was big enough that he, he had heard of it. And... When he mentioned, oh, my friend does comics. And he's like, oh, really? What's he do? And he told him. And he's like, oh, Shadowbinders. I know Shadowbinders. I know who he is. And um, and then the guy from work goes, yeah, well, you know what he does for a day job? And the guy said, what? He said he does marketing for our machine shop. And he goes, no shit. <laughs> so- yeah, I know. I know. It's It's weird because, like, 
you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's a, I think it could go either way. Either you don't realize how much reach your stuff actually has when it's on the internet or, or sometimes you overinflate how you, much reach you overestimate how much reach you've actually got. And, and you can, you can go either way. I mean, for, for us, it's just like, you know, we sit in our house and we do this thing. We yeah, put we it out there and we, yeah, we get emails, we get comments, we get, you know, upvotes or whatever, but we don't really stop and think, you know, if anyone's like but how was, many people was, are actually it reading cool. it. It was cool. That it some, was very cool. I mean, it was cool, it was. but it people, was, you know, but then again, the flip side is Tom actually has worked in comics, print comics prior to this for some other the big companies. So that might be part of the reason why I knew what it was. I, I don't know. But, but that was funny. Kind of, that was a funny story. But um, also at ALA, Tom was excited because we had to give them a piece to auction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we gave them some of the original page art from. And you picked one with her in the book. Yeah, because it had to be library themed. I didn't have time to really sit down and draw um a new piece so it had to kind of have a library theme to it so, so you gave it with mia and the book in the journal the journal and yeah. um we were excited because she came to tell him that it was one of the highest grossing pieces so i was that was pretty that cool. was pretty cool i know we gave um to the uh ring of pictures auction too mm-hmm. ours was one of the higher ones yeah thanks ro yeah yeah rosemary she's awesome um we again it's it's yeah the the whole ala thing that's a totally different world yeah um, but don't go expecting that you're going to sell a lot of books or, or get suddenly get picked up by an like agent. That. It doesn't work that way, as we've learned. <laughs> so. Yeah, most of the people, I mean, I'll be honest, most of the people that go to the ALA show, uh, they already have a publishing deal. And they're basically there to represent represent their books with their publishers because the publishers have the booths there. However, if you want to go and pick up some books that haven't been aren't out yet, that you can get stuff early, mm-hmm. it's a great place to go for that. I want to go again just to get books. Yeah, I got um, I had the luck of uh, sitting next to uh, Dan Mishkin, and I picked up a copy, got an advanced copy of uh, his book on the Warren Report, mm-hmm. which is is really pretty fascinating stuff. And uh, you know, so th- there are a lot of publishers giving out like galley copies of an advanced reader copies you were next of books. To, um, those, uh... Oh yeah, um, yeah. The folks who did the stripped yeah. documentary, and they were a lot of fun. And um, so we, we, you know, it, it's good to go to network and get to meet people. And yeah, I was bummed I couldn't go too, but yeah, we but had already committed to the other things. And... It was very, it was very, uh, very busy, very noisy, um, and very unlike. You know, this was not San Diego or New York Comic Con. I mean, it was they had a graphic novel section that was relatively small compared to the the trade show itself. I mean, it was a couple of rows. Like I said, the vast majority of people there, I'd say 95% of the people there already had a publishing deal with, with a major house and they were just there to represent, you know, whatever their, their new release was. So, mm-hmm. um, again, that's just, I mean, I'm not trying to just wait anywhere. I'm no, going. Just go. No, go, get no. free, go get books. Yeah. <laughs> go get books. Sometimes uh, they give them out for free. Uh, most of the times they do. Yeah. yeah. Go get yeah. free books. So, so that's always cool. Um, Okay, so that was that. Well, we did Intervention Con too. Yes. Um, and that's uh, yes, run by invention. friends of ours, Oni and Hartnell. And, yeah. Um, that was a good con. That was in um, Baltimore. No, it wasn't the Baltimore. Duh. It was by it was DC. In, by DC, Rockville. Was it Rockville? Somewhere down there. Yeah. So that was cool. We we'd never done that one before. We'd heard good things about it, and um, I think it's a good show for networking. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, you know, we got to hang out with uh, Pete Abrams. He's really cool from Sluggy Freelance, and, yeah. and there are a lot of. Uh, you know, folks that had been doing web comics for a long time. Yep. And um, did some panels. Did some panels. Um, got to meet some readers. You know, and uh, I, I think I think it was I think it was actually a pretty good show though. Again, that's one that you know 
it, it's a very different kind of an audience than most conventions. It's not, you know, a typical comic convention. It's more of like no, a, it's different. It's, it's almost more of a like professional, a professional, uh, like networking. It's a networking event. It's more of a networking event. Not just networking. It was like there was like more like professional classes. It's almost like classes. I want to say it's edutainment. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's edu- not really about cosplay. It's not really about. You know, comic books. It's kind, it's kind of, of the craft of creating comics. The craft, and not just of, comics. It was for podcasting. It was for any online media in general entertainment. It's it's a good show. I definitely recommend um, checking it out. Do not expect a typical comic book convention atmosphere or anime convention. I mean, there are elements of that present, you yeah. know, in the DNA there, but it's not your typical convention. Um, yeah, Intervention Con definitely worth uh, checking out, especially if you've got. Uh, you know, if you're doing podcasts or web comics or blogging, and you'd like to network with some folks that are actually doing yeah, it, yeah, because we were on a panel about Kickstarter, but there was with people that did comics, people that did videos, mm-hmm. like movies, people that did different things. So it was it was cool because you could get it from different aspects and different angles. Yeah, it's it's cool because I think I think sometimes you know comic book conventions tend to be very myopic, and it's it's all comic book people talking comics to people who read comics to you know and it's just all sort of so it's like kind of like web comic readers a lot of them are other web comic creators so it's yeah yeah you know. yeah it's always good to get some fresh right fresh blood in there so that was that was a good and show they had people from boing boing there and from yeah they did the people from boing boing. museum and mm-hmm. things so that was neat what else did we do well we've done other shows sure ones that we did already crazy. like you know steel city and um we did wildcat con which was always fun Wildcat, yeah, Wildcat Con in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, which is uh, my hometown. Um, it's 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 kind of one of the best kept secrets. I think it's a really good show. It's it actually, is a very good show. It's it's on a, a college campus. It's at a, a Pennsylvania College of Technology, which is actually part of Penn State. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's really cool because they get all, a lot of published people in there. They get a lot of bigger names there. I was surprised. And yeah, if you want if you want to go to listen to panels on. Like publishing and things like that from people who actually work in the field, that's a good place to go. A lot of gaming too. Yeah, and there again, this this one has a lot of like the professional meet and greet. Yeah, it's professional. Being a college event, mm-hmm. you know, they look at more from a, a, a lens of a, a librarian or you know business. Right. Angle. It's a little different. It's a little bit different. Again, don't expect your typical comic book convention. Um, well, let's talk about what we're going to try to do for next year. No, going into 2015. Well, the books will be done. Don't worry about that. Yeah, it's going to be... I mean, we're going to be several months late, and I apologize. Just everything just sort of snowballed. Yeah. Um, And it just got to the point where it's like, we can't get this done in the time frame. We only allowed ourselves about six months to get done. Which I was concerned about, if you recall. Yeah, Cam actually... Cam was right, as she usually is. And she's like, is that really enough time to get things done and, and do them well. And I'm like, well, if this is all, you know, I'm doing, I'm hammering yes. on this. Unfortunately, yes. that's, that's the key. That it wasn't, was the key. <laughs> it wasn't all I was doing because it wound up, you know, all this other stuff happened. And then, cause you still have to pay your mortgage and the your, day your job happened and, your, and, your kids and yeah. So food. everything just sort of snowballed and unfortunately we're late and we apologize. And I will not make the mistake of soliciting something that's not done <laughs> you yeah. know, again because that was. Well, we have some other things coming up in 2015. Unfortunately, we can't ta- talk about most of them. Um, yeah, we have some things going on. A lot of it we can't discuss um, at this point in time because we have a formation yeah, or another. There's some stuff that's Shadowbinders related that's going on. Um, 
There's also some other things we're working on um, for some. One, we have a story called um, Princess Entropy. We've actually been working on That's that for years. That was the first time. story we came up with. Yeah, we've even had the domain name for like five years now. Yeah, we just haven't we haven't done, done I mean, almost as long as we've had Shadowbinders. But that's another one we're going to have to hire help for because uh, Tom's art style is not going to... It's more of like a Ruby Gloom type art style, I think. I'm man with, enough to admit that my art style is not girly enough for Princess Well, Entropy. it's not really girly stuff. The story's <laughs> not really a girly story. It's, it's not It's kind of making story. fun of uh, fairy tales. And yeah, it is. It's, it's like a fractured fairy tale. And this is, again, this goes with us like trying to get beyond just, just Shadowbinders. Right. Like, we want to be known for Shadowbinders, but we'd also like to be known for producing other quality right we do other things we just haven't got it out we have binders of story ideas with our binders of data and um (laughs) we don't have binders full of women though sorry no no um i'd be slapped if i did you're darn right but um he also tom's working on his idea i don't even know what i was thinking train sanity or something i don't know what we're gonna call it Something, I mean i can't really go into too much detail whatever if it doesn't sound good sorry (laughs) But I think it's, it's yeah, I mean, it's another story that kind of the polar opposite of Shadowbinders where it's more futuristic. Mm-hmm. And we're dealing with trains and video games, and that's really about all I can say right at this point. But it's another one he's been working on for a while. I've had ideas for for a while, yeah, and I just haven't. Really... And I've been doing some other things, other story ideas. We have downs, we have some other things we're working on. So we're working on that stuff. I don't know where it'll go or if it'll be 2015 or later. Probably, I'm thinking... Late 2015 or later for that kind of stuff because we're still working on other things with Shadowbinders. There's going to be um, potentially another Shadowbinders related Kickstarter, not for books though. No, that's we can't, all I can't say. Yeah, I can't say anything else about it yet. Somebody, we can't really talk about that too much. So yet. we have to see where that's going. It may or may not happen. Depends on a few things. And um, what else are we trying to do for next year? We'll have the colorists, and so hopefully the pages will be. I think ramping back up shortly. Yeah, I'm hoping. I mean, the main goal beyond getting everything out the door that we've you know promised backers is to basically try to get back on track as best we can. You know, given the time crunch mm-hmm. with Shadowbinders, even if it's we can still going to be hard because Tom's still going to have the issue of the drive. Yeah, I mean, hoping hoping some things happen that maybe you know some time is freed up. Yeah, you know, but it's you know for now we're going to do what we can do with the amount of time that we have. Yeah, and it's not. You know, comics is not a full-time thing. So, you know, when it's not we a full-time thing. We have to do Crimson Wren, too. We're going to be working on that. Yeah, we're going to be working on Crimson Wren. Um, I want to get Crimson Wren out because I am proud of Crimson Wren because it is so much... It, it's I think it's better than Shadowbinders. Yeah, I think so. I think the difference with, with Crimson Wren is that that was actually intended to be a graphic novel. I mean, Shadowbinders... it's a self-contained graphic novel. It's a self-contained like a one, story. Yeah, one or it's, two book. Yeah, and, you know, Shadowbinders just sort of was like... We just started making this webcomic, and it just kind of kept going and going and going. Of course, it'll be different if it goes other places, which we can't talk about. But <sighs> yeah, there's yeah, that's a whole other <laughs> issue. It but sucks because we can't. We're going into 2015 with a lot of stuff going on, but we can't talk about most of it. But just know that we didn't forget you. Right no, we didn't forget. And we are doing, and we are not dead. Nope. And you'll be seeing more of us in 2015. And there's a lot going on, which we will let you know. It's just we can't talk about most of it. I mean, we could talk about it, but we won't because, well, a couple of things we really can't. But I know some people have a little bit of a nibble and they're all over the internet going, oh, 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 let me tell you about something. Yeah, that annoys me. I got to tell you, that's like one of my biggest pet peeves is like, oh, 
look, a publisher glanced at me at a convention. That means I'm going to get a deal. It's like, no, it, it doesn't mean you're going to get and They told a me deal. I could pitch to them. It's like, well, they tell a lot of people that because they tell everybody they can pitch to them. You know, it's just. Jim Lee smiled at me. I know. It's, He's going to hire me. We to help deliberately with DC don't say anything or play it down. Till we know something to give you, so pretty much, yeah. With with the agents, a done deal though, because that's signed. But that is it, yeah. Is and even then, deal. we debated it whether we should mention it or not. I don't know because there's not, nothing's been monies have not been exchanged yet. So, um, but yeah, it's it, we usually don't talk much about what we're working because you're not finding comics or any any entertainment that like you know the publishers don't really appreciate you coming out and blabbing about something that might be. Right. Unless they give you explicit permission to, hey, right. go promote this. Like, their so marketing people will handle it. Um, and, you know, I mean, I don't even know. I don't even think I mentioned the... I never mentioned even working on the Don Rosa stuff until the books were actually until, out. Yeah, we didn't mention it until it was The out. books were actually out, and I'd actually had a lot of the work done, like, six, And the agent things were gone for months, but we haven't talked about it all until nope. papers were signed. So we just don't... We just don't talk about things. And, like, a lot of people... Talk, Tom knows we don't mention... Because the reason he, they talk to him is because he doesn't mention them. So. You're, you're gonna find that, yeah. I mean, I think, I think, you know, that's part of being, I guess, just being a professional is a professional attitude, which is you mm-hmm. don't. I wouldn't like it if people were giving our information all the time and no. we were working on a project with somebody and they were making comments. No, I no. Would and I know people get excited and they want. I, I think it's you know it's just that like, hey, internet, pay attention. Validate me. Yeah, validate me. Hey, internet, pay attention to me. I'm gonna sit over here and jump up and down and tell you all who I know and and all the stuff I might so possibly maybe people, possibly be working on. If you're talking to people who have deals or have things going on and they don't give information, do not take offense. They're probably not allowed to give you that information. No. So okay, but yeah, we'll wrap this up here. We're getting a little. We off. try to keep them short, but then we talk. They never, they never stay short. Um, so 2015, we're hoping, yeah, definitely to get Shadowbinders back on track, even if it's not as many pages as we're hoping for, just because of the time crunch. Right, but, but will be pages. Yeah, there will be new pages. Um, there will be a book. There will be books. Uh, you know, and there may be another project or two. We don't know well, exactly yeah. what's going to happen yet. One most likely. Yeah, at least one new project. So that's that's 2015. Um, the convention appearances, I, I don't... Well, right now we do know we're going to... Uh, uh, Zen, ZenkaiCon? In Lancaster. In Lancaster, we're going to be there. Um, we've never done that one. That's an anime convention. We normally... You know, I, I can't see us doing more than maybe two or three conventions this year. Um, well, we'll do a couple that may not related to the Shadowbinders. Yeah. Because we do some ones that were local shows that so we do caricatures and things like that at, but aren't Yeah, we don't really do a lot. I mean, really, you know, you go to a convention, if, you know, you're going, are you going to network or are you going to go sell stuff? I mean, well, we don't. I kind of just want to go to a couple just to go and I'd love fun. to just go to a convention just to go fun. to a convention. We don't, yeah, it all becomes work at that point and. I want to go have some fun. Okay. <laughs> Let's go have fun. <laughs> oh, hey, on a side note real quick. It was funny this year. I noticed it's still city. People mm-hmm. were selling prints of Homestuck. No, oh, that they was funny. Were, I was like, man, you'll know your webcomic made it when people are knocking you off at like a toy show or pop culture yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's a sign you've made it is when there's bootleg I was bootleg, like, dang, you're like bootleg, bootleg and Homestuck. But anyway, okay. Well, I always thought it'd be funny if like someday somebody bootlegs Bren and I like walk up to him and tell him that they're drawing him wrong or yeah, something like that. Actually, good. the buttons are on the other side of the jacket. Yeah, well, how do you know? Oh. Well, never mind. Uh, yeah, so 
I don't know. Um, I guess that's about it. I mean, yeah. it was from just letting you know where we're at, what's going on. We aren't dead. What we're hoping to do in 2015, and we'll probably edit a lot of stuff out of this. We probably will. And if so, we're... you won't ever hear any of it unless Tom decides to put it in the outtakes. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So onward and upward. Hopefully, sometimes you have to pull back to move forward. That is true. Just like penny racers. I was thinking bow and arrow, but okay. that's just me. Cause I'm more penny deadly racer. than you are. Penny racers are cool too. Penny yeah. racers are cool. That's actually a better analogy because bows and arrows are deadly. So, okay, uh, until we talk to you next time. <laughs> <laughs>